Hello, folks. This is Kevin's Podcast Show. I am your host, Kevin Marshall. I'm a paramedic, podcaster, prognosticator, prophet, prodigy, and your purveyor of hardcore podography. With three ex-wives and three ex-houses, I am the foremost authority on all things asshole-related. Welcome to the suck. Hello and welcome to Kevin's Podcast Show. I am Kevin Marshall. I am your host. Thanks for joining my 21-day challenge, 21 podcasts in 21 days with 21 minutes of content each day. I'm still coming to you from my mobile studios in Atlanta, Georgia. Been down here with a cousin of mine. He's been doing some ancillary support for a major cell phone carrier. We won't mention any names. We'll just call it looking out on the horizon. Anyway... Welcome to the studio, Chase. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing good. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl today, do a little bit of news versus news, and we're going to talk about uh, how bad the ratings were because it was a pretty shitty Super Bowl. What do you think? Oh, I agree. They, uh, As you said, uh, some people on the horizon that were wanting coverage down here for all that since yeah. uh, you know it was a big event here. Yeah. And uh, so I come down for that, and we were all watching it on the big screen, and we had pretty much about fall asleep. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Okay, this story comes to us from uh, Breitbart News. The NFL suffers its worst Super Bowl ratings in a decade. Uh, the NFL saw a modest rebound in their regular season television ratings. However, this trend did not continue in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl 53 matchup between the Rams and the Patriots do a 44.9 overnight rating on CNN, making it the lowest rated Super Bowl in the history of the game. It's pretty bad. Well, you uh, know, I, my thoughts on that is the fact that the Rams and the Patriots, if it had been the Patriots and the Cowboys, I guarantee you'd have got a bigger. Well, yeah. And for those of you who don't know, I'm, I live in Texas. So well, you got to support the Cowboys. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's America's team, whatever. But I Ty- think a lot of it was the, the you know, the. The teams, you know, but everybody knew that the Patriots would probably be there. But the oh, Rams, yeah. that was a surprise. It was, and they're in uh, Los Angeles now. So that's, uh, uh, you know, that's a big market out there. But it's not, you're right, Dallas would, I feel like, would have been a bigger thing. I always keep up with, I was telling us before, I always keep up with what number the Super Bowl is because whatever it is is what I'll turn in age that year. So this is Super Bowl 53. I'll be 53 this year. So anyway, that way you can keep up with you need to give me a birthday gift or something. (laughs) So just saying. Not only were the Super Bowl 53 ratings by far the worst in NFL history, the poor numbers reflect a downward trend in the big game's television numbers that stretches back to 2015. Shown on CBS for the first time since 2016, the ad spots going for around $5 million each. The Rams lost scored a 44.9 out of 68 in metered market results. That means that to put that in uh, perspective, that's a dip of just over 5.2% from the uh, big Super Bowl last year. So it dropped off 5.2% from last year. So it is bad. It's really, really bad. Well, which last year had dropped too, right? Because of all the... Yeah, it had been a trend right uh, on down the line. It's the, it said uh, 2015, 49.7. 2016, 49 even. 2017, 48.8. 
2018, 47.7, and then this year, 44.9. So it's dropped steadily over the last few years. And I don't think that the whole taking a knee thing helped them much any. Yeah, I think that, you know, because a a lot of your, especially a lot of your your audience for that and like NASCAR and all that, they're based in, you know, in the Bible Belt, you know, regions. Yeah, rural blood... uh, just blue collar workers, regular people. They don't like that shit, man. They don't like for you to talk about politics and they want to enjoy some football. They don't want to talk about right. politics. You want to do politics, do do it on the news. Don't do it on the football game. I understand that, so um it says a very tight and seamlessly flowing offering from the network. Yesterday's Super Bowl is down a bit over 8% from the meter market to the last time CBS had the game three years ago. So it's down 8% from the time that CBS had it before. Uh, It was well planned out and everything. The halftime show was not super exciting or anything like that. I didn't think, I mean, it was okay. Who was that? uh, Maroon 5. Maroon 5, Adam Levine and all that stuff. He took his shirt off, and I'm sure it thrilled a lot of women and gay men, so <laughs> whatever. Uh, especially concerning for the NFL is that the two teams in the Super Bowl represented uh, major markets, Los Angeles and Boston. Specifically, the fact that the game couldn't draw 50% of the households in Los Angeles, that's sad. Uh, if the NFL can't reverse their bad ratings trend with a two top ten markets included, the league will have to seriously consider some major changes. That's true. All right. What'd you think of the Super Bowl? Did you like it? Uh, I mean, it just it didn't have that pizzazz. It didn't have it wasn't that, that exciting. It kinda of drug along. You know, I think even even when you watched it, even though the Patriots won, you could tell Tom Brady wasn't pleased with his performance. Yeah. He had that look on his face like you know, he uh, I think you know he's one of those people that he uh, he rides himself hard, and I don't think he was satisfied with how things worked. That's one of the reasons why he's a good quarterback because he he puts that on himself. You know, other people could blame their teammates and stuff like that, but even though they won, he he did had a poor showing last night. He was awful. Yeah. He just really wasn't good. First first pass he threw was an interception. Very first thing out of the gate, right. and I'm sure somebody won some money on that because I guarantee you somebody in in uh, Los Angeles or in Las Vegas uh, had a line on that. What's the odds of Brady throwing an INT on the very first pass? And it was probably like five thousand to one, and somebody put a hundred bucks on it. Well, hadn't had he he hadn't thrown a single single one the whole season? Had he? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, had, well, yeah. I knew there was some stats that they were talking about. Maybe it was that he hadn't been sacked. The whole yeah. Well, he he, he, was, he was last night <laughs> yeah. saying uh, employees of Jeff Bezos, who owns uh, Amazon, are mad because he sent f- five million dollars on Super Bowl ad. I don't remember which ad it was. Um, oh, it was the Washington Post ad. Do you remember the Washington Post ad? Not right at all. Well, anyway, he spent five million dollars on the Washington Post. Uh, and they're mad about it because the Washington Post is about to go out of business. I mean, they're in bad shape. They've laid off a bunch of people and stuff like that, and so they're pissed off because he spent $5 million on an ad, and you could have given some benefits to the employees. So 
that I mean it makes sense. The Post debuted its first Super Bowl commercial Sunday, even highlighting the often dangerous work journalists undertake. Oh, that I remember that commercial now. It's the one where oh, it had, the, had the casket. They showed the yeah. Yeah, and it had the journalist. It, yes. it like and it went all the way up to like to Kasagi, mm-hmm. who got killed. He was the Turkish journalist that uh, got or uh, was he Turkish? He got killed at the Turkish embassy. That's what it was, Kasagi. Uh, The ad, narrated by Hollywood star Tom Hanks, of course, because he's a big lib, features journalists who have been killed or disappeared, including Kasagi, a post-columnist who wrote critically about the Saudi crown prince. See, uh, that story's went away, and nobody's talked about it since then. But anyway, um, pretty sure that the Saudis killed him there. But okay. we, but yeah, the crown prince is. Yeah. I know Turkey's up in arms about it. I saw that they were, uh, they they said the Turkish president that was on the news something about that this morning. I saw he was yeah. wanting to know why you know that the, basically America's doesn't care is what he was saying. <laughs> well, here's the thing about it. Number one, this guy wasn't an American citizen. Number two, he was in Turkey, <laughs> so the, we're not the world police. You know, we can claim that, I mean, you know, it's the Saudis did it. The Saudis are our friends. We can look the other way if we want to. So that's exactly what they did. All right. Uh, we're going to take a little break here, and then we'll be right back. All right, we're going to stick with the uh, Super Bowl theme because we are in Atlanta. hot Atlanta. Uh we're going to talk about a little bit about Tom Brady here. Tom Brady is a pretty conservative guy. He usually votes Republican, as far as I know. I mean, I don't, I don't know him. Let me get that out of the way. I don't know Tom Brady. I'm just saying. But yeah, you know, he's kind of conservative. So anyway, Tom Reagan, Tom Brady's Reagan audible results in a run to the right, obviously. So. Uh, a lot of people watching it, and I, I caught it, and then the commentator said something about it, and he was up there, and he was going, Reagan, 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 when I went, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Many wondered if Super Bowl champion Tom Brady was trolling the left when he called the Reagan audible during Sunday's big game. In the third quarter, the mics on the field caught Brady calling an audible to his teammates and was heard yelling, Reagan, Reagan. Booth announcer Tony Romo immediately asked, is that Ronald Reagan? Sure enough, when the play commenced, Brady's players ran to the right. Extreme right. (laughs) Romo quickly added what the Reagan audible means. Obviously, Reagan means run to the right. Many quickly caught on that Tom Brady was trolling the left with his audible. Uh, Future trader and host Ernie Veritamos jumped to Twitter to laugh that Brady was trolling the liberals. Others also caught that Reagan reference and thought it was a masterful choice of terms. Um, I love it, said one tweeter. I love it. Tom Brady shouted Reagan, Reagan, and then they ran to the right. I officially love Tom Brady and the Patriots are officially the team of the Republican Party. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. but uh, A couple more tweets about the whole thing. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. They, they, you could hear him plainly too on the old. Yeah, it was very funny. Uh, Josiah Johnson, 
uh, tweeted. Let's see. Let's get over to the Twitter Twitter sphere and see what happens. So Tom Brady said Reagan, Reagan, and then they've got. <laughs> yeah, I see it. They've got a GIF of <laughs> of uh, uh, Denzel Washington in Training Day, kind of smiling real big. So I was like, Yeah, okay, that's pretty funny. Holy cow! Jenna Jameson's getting back into the Jenna Jameson, the former porn star, by the way. She's also a big uh, Republican. Republicans are becoming the party of the people, man. Everybody, uh, she still looks good. Just saying. I mean, I can't show it to you, obviously, because we're on the on the podcast. But yeah, she's hot. Yeah, she is. Okay, all right, all right. Let's uh, get back over to Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I like Tom Brady. Okay, I mean, he's not my. Of course, I'm not a great big football fan, but I'm not you know. I just wish he'd fix his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> He's got pretty white teeth, but they're scaggly. <laughs> they go all over the place. Well, they are kind of weird looking. Here, let's get this picture That's all I can look at whenever he's up there talking. Yeah, they're kind of weird. We're looking at a picture of him. Odd. He's an odd duck. Um, I think he's going to be like... Um, uh, oh, God, I can't think. What, the one that... Uh, Farv, 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 yeah, Farvra, Farvey, Farvey, yeah. He's, he's going to come and go in and out of retirement and play that game as long as he can. Well, he said that he he's going to keep playing until he doesn't suck anymore. That was his exact quote. So, and he was picked. I can't remember what it was. He was picked like a hundred ninety ninth or something like that picked in the ninth round or something. I mean, it was some crazy amounts, and now he's become the greatest quarterback of all time. Sorry, Peyton, but it's true. Hmm. I, and Peyton knows that, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. So, um, he's got a Brazilian wife, too. We'll see. Gis- I knew Giselle. there was something I liked about him. Giselle Bunchen. Bunchen? Giselle Bunchen. Hello. Yeah, she's she's. You know, <laughs> you can do that when you got hundreds of million dollars. Uh, politics. Brady attended the 2004 State of the Union address as a special guest of George W. Bush. In 2004, he told ESPN the magazine that the U.S. senator, that the U.S. Senate, would be his craziest ambition. He is a friend of Donald, President Donald Trump. In 2017, Brady indicated he had known Trump for 16 years and at a political event in New Hampshire on the day before the 2016 presidential election, Trump said he received a call from Brady and that Brady told him, Donald, I support you, you're my friend, and I voted for you. However, after Giselle was asked directly on Instagram whether she and Brady backed Trump, she answered, no, capital letter, or capital all caps and an exclamation after the trump campaign make america great again cap was photographed in brady's locker room however he had a MAGA hat in the locker room uh brady said that uh, giselle told him not to discuss politics anymore which he thought was a good decision brady 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 
Brady did not join most of his teammates from the New England Patriots in visiting Trump in the White House on April 17, citing a personal family matter. She might have cracked that whip and said, uh, no. <laughs> well, and here's, uh, you know, I know you all, we don't get, we don't get political, but 80. Yeah, we can get political, know, it's fine. Well, you know, 80, my, my wife, 80, she's Brazilian, and, um, you know, she works at the airport, and, you know, a bunch of her friends, because uh, there's a lot of uh, immigrants that work at the airport, people, you know, from, uh, uh, from all the different countries, and everybody was up in arms about, oh, hey, you know, they, they were afraid that they were going to be, you know, um, deported. deported out of the country and everything, and, you know, 80, 80 supports Trump. Yeah. She she has no problem with his politics. Um, she thinks he's kind of flamboyant. He is. He's kind of an asshole, but... But she, you know, she totally agrees with most of the stuff that he comes up with, and it, it's like... I, I don't know. I think a lot of people, all they hear is what's you know put out on TV on Fox and CNN and all that, and you, you're either extremely to the right or extremely to the left. Oh, you know, Trump's going to throw me out of the country, or you know, it's this crazy stuff. He's, he's not saying anything about that, and and people can argue about that wall all they want to, but it really pisses me off when they say that the wall is racist or immoral because I'm like, it's a fucking wall. Well, it's been there this whole time. It's been there for sure, years. Sure, sure. I mean, all the wall is, is is the border. Yeah. And the border's been there. It's just that we haven't enforced it the way we should have. And, you know, now they're trying to enforce it and everybody's up in arms. Well, you know, I've been to several countries in my lifetime, and every country that I've went to, you have to go through immigration and, and all that. And if you don't have the right paperwork, guess what? You don't go in? Yeah. Yeah. And if you sneak in, guess what? You go to jail. And you're back out. Yes. They send you right back out. Well, it's uh, I I had a guy, he's a big libertarian fellow that I know, big big time libertarian. Which I am libertarian too, but I mean this guy's really into it. And he he said something about it and it just which I don't necessarily think so. He don't believe in the wall. I don't believe in the wall necessarily because I don't necessarily think that, I mean, it's, we're going to have to keep paying for it. There's going to be maintenance and upkeep and all that stuff on it. But I do believe in this. We ought to just set up centers along the border, two or three or four of them, ever how many, every so many miles, set up a big welcome center, just like they used to do Ellis Island. Let them come in there, check them out, and... If Juan has a drug conviction, sorry, Juan, you don't get to come in. But if Juanita's okay and she don't have any kind of conviction or anything, then bring her on in because I'm okay with these people coming here. Because you know what they do when they get here? They get jobs and they pay taxes. Yeah, as long as they come in, and that's my thing. I'm okay with them coming in in some kind of legal fashion to where they're accountable and they have to pay taxes and and they're not sucking off of the the government, which... When I say the government, they're not sucking off my taxes. Exactly. Don't I'm not su- paying for their babies. Don't suck off the government teeth. Get a job, pay taxes, and uh, speak English. You don't have to speak great English, but you speak English. That's our official language, so there you go. So that's the only requirements that I have about you coming into this country. Yeah. That and you be vetted before you come in. Otherwise, we should just set up a big uh, welcome center, just like Ellis Island, bring them all in. Well, you know, somebody... Uh, told me one time and it made sense i don't remember if i saw it on tv or somebody told me but they said america is like my my swimming pool in my backyard 
and I got a fence around it. And my neighbor crawls over the fence, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I let him get away with it. I said, all right, fine. Well, then the next day, he's called over the fence and brought two of his buddies. Mm-hmm. And then before long, a, you know, a, a couple of weeks down the road, I come out my back door and my whole backyard's full. And yeah. I can't use my own swimming pool anymore. Yeah. You know, so, and that's the way it happens is that yeah. you, know, you, you let them come over illegally then the next thing you know, they're bringing more people over illegally, and before long, they've taken over this country. I live in Texas, and it's it's surprising that you know forty percent of the population in Texas is Mexican, Hispanic, yeah, and they want you to speak their language. Mm-hmm. I mean, the schools and stuff are required to to to, to have classes in Spanish, and yeah, that's and, ridiculous. Yeah, I I just don't get it. I, I don't I don't either. You're in America. So speak English. It's what we speak. I'm not saying you can't speak Spanish at home or whatever, or even in your businesses if that's what you want to do. But as far as official stuff is concerned, it should be English. But I've used that analogy before too about the swimming pool. I'm like, it's like America's having a swimming party, and if you get a pool, everybody that has a pool has a fence around it. Because insurance requires it. Why does insurance require it? Because people come over willy-nilly and do stupid shit, which is what happens whenever people come across the border and do crazy stuff. They go come over here all willy-nilly and they do crazy shit, and they don't pay their taxes or they suck off the government teat or they uh, get themselves a check or food stamps or whatever that is. That's not our job. If you come to this country, you should be bringing in. The other analogy I used about that was if I'm having a pool party and you come over, bring some chips and dip. (laughs) Bring something to the party. Right. Don't just show up. Bring something to the party. Uh, Because, you know, we don't need any more personalities. We've got plenty of personalities. All right, we're going to take another little break, and we'll come back for the close. Okay, it's been a little short podcast maybe a little over 21 minutes that's okay we're guaranteed at least 21 minutes of new material so uh maybe the entrance or whatever is not exactly the same anyway mobile studios i'm doing this on my phone i'll probably do at least one or two more because as soon as i get home tonight then i'm gonna have to go right straight to bed and then i'll be working for 36 hours in a row so my next two podcasts will probably be mobiles again and i I don't necessarily like how these come off as well as I do the ones that I do when I'm in my studio, but I hope everybody enjoys it. Anyway, you are a part of my 21-day challenge, 21 podcasts in 21 days, each having 21 minutes of new content each day. Don't forget to look up my buddies Tyler Cassidy on YouTube and uh, Jason Albert TV on YouTube. Uh, Tyler Cassidy does some great parody music and that sort of thing he's super talented used to be known as uh, froggy fresh and and uh uh he's he's really talented he's got a great youtube channel so go check him out jason albert tv funny guy does a lot of funny videos quirky funny kind of humor wonderful stuff don't forget my buddy drew mcsalty and his podcast the shift ender podcast he just put out a new episode yesterday i'll be listening it on my way home to uh tennessee coming from atlanta uh don't forget that also know that we're available on the apple podcast app itunes google play spotify stitcher anywhere that fine podcasts are sold you can find my podcast i want to thank my guests been in studio today my cousin chase v 
Chase. Hey, Kevin. Anytime, man. All right. Always enjoy it. All right. Appreciate it. I'm going to have him on some more. Uh, I'm going to also, whenever I get done with this 21-day challenge, I'll be getting some more guests in studio. Those will be the longer form on the podcast, and they'll be coming out. My plan is to do two of those a week on Monday, publish them on Monday and Friday. All right. We're going to get out of here. Thanks for listening. See you. Bye.